would you uh, do this again if you had a second chance to relive your life? I have no regrets. I, I did what um, I did what my oath tells me to do. Um, I did what my patients asked me to do. You know, my audience would. I would say my audience would call you a hero because they uh, because you were helping people avoid what they didn't want. Correct. Well, all I was trying to do and all I'm my my main thing is, you know, the government has no authority to tell me as a physician how to treat my patients. Utah Dr. Kirk Moore is facing federal charges accused of issuing around 2000 papers to people who didn't want to actually get a needle in the arm. So instead, we are told he put saline in that needle and then gave them the papers. He now has been indicted by a federal grand jury. He sat down with me for his first interview about this. Obviously, it's a very touchy issue to cover on YouTube. This is exactly the topic that I almost lost my whole YouTube for talking about, but I want to show you 10 minutes of my interview with him, and then if you want to watch the whole thing, it's over on Unified TV, the new Netflix of Truth Seeking, link down in my description for Unified, all the uncensored content, me and a bunch of other content creators are out there putting out important information. I mean, some of my most important interviews are on Unified, honestly. I can only cover a little bit of fluff here on YouTube. So definitely click the link down in my description for Unified. I also interviewed Jody O'Malley today. She is a federal HHS whistleblower. Uh, She was a nurse inside of a federal hospital during the pandemic, and she exposed the big cover-up of medical wrongdoing at the hands of government employees, not only when it came to, you know, if a patient gets sick in this pandemic, leaving that patient to die in the hospital, refusing them a bunch of different treatments, Jody gets into the specifics, but also when it comes to putting a needle in that person's arm, covering up the bad reactions. No joke. You know, it, it just got to the point where I, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep at night. I was like, I, something needs to be done. And people have been victim to propaganda messaging. I mean, I, I realized how Nazi Germany happened um, because it's happening in front of my eyes. So I'm going to play a little bit of Jody O'Malley's interview here as well, just to give you a sense of all the content I have on Unified. Definitely click the link down in my description uh, to see all of my and other people's content. Seven day free trial if you want to jump in there and watch it all. All right. With that being said, here's my interview with Dr. Kirk Moore. Dr. Kirk Moore, thank you so much for coming on. Sure, Ivory. Thanks for having me. Crazy to see you getting uh, criminally charged. Uh, it says that you injected saline into the arms of many children and then gave them fake green cards. Tell me, tell me the story from your end. Well, um, I can tell you that uh, that's what I've been accused of, um, and I can't get into the specifics of the case. But we have uh, there's four of us total. Well, five with counting my business. Um, but we've all pled not guilty. Um, we're innocent. Uh, we're going to go for justice and we're going to fight this all the way to the end. So you're saying you did not inject saline instead of, instead of actually. Um, 
Well, what I'm saying right now, Ivory, is I can't get into the specifics. Sorry about the case. Um, I'm happy to talk about my philosophy and everything, but... Um, okay, what's your philosophy? <laughs> um, well, so my main philosophy is first do no harm. Um, and that's an oath that I took in 1993 when I graduated from medical school. And I take that oath very seriously. So... Do you think that the new vaccines are harmful? I do. And why do you think that? Uh, well, just based upon my own research and the research that other numerous physicians around the world have done, and uh, especially recent news articles and recent published medical journal articles, um, I don't think there's any doubt that we are hurting people. This article also talks about the fact that you and others are a part of a secret organization that seeks to liberate the medical profession from government and industry conflicts of interest. Tell me about this organization. <laughs> um, well, I, I think what they're trying to say about this organization is, is that uh, it's a... Um, well, I don't know what they're trying to say. I can't put words in their mouth, but um, the organization uh, is an organization that that attempts to change current laws and to prevent um, mask mandates um, and and seeks to further you know uh, further advance health freedoms or at least not take away any further health freedoms like we have over the last three years so you're out there in Utah were there were there vaccine mandates at that time or, or what was driving mm -hmm. all this Yes. So we had, we had a, just, I think like most other states in March, April of 2020, we had a, a total shutdown, um, except for essential businesses or what the, what the government deemed essential businesses. Um, we shut our office down for about five or six weeks. Um, cause we were told non-elective procedures were not allowed. Um, and, um, and then subsequent to that, we had the mask mandates and you couldn't go to the grocery store. You couldn't go anywhere without kind of having to wear a mask. Um, couldn't go into, uh, you know, auto parts stores. You couldn't go get gas. You couldn't walk into the convenience store uh, without wearing a mask. Um, we had some um, fights in 20, I think it was the fall of 20, um, where we took, uh, we had a special session in the legislature in October, I believe, of 2020, um, where we rescinded the mask mandates um, or we rescinded the health department's ability to have mask mandates. And that was one of the initiatives that we were all involved with, N not just my organization, that's not my organization, just an organization that I was involved with. Um, but there were thousands of people that went to uh, the Capitol to uh, change the laws. And we were able to do that. We um, basically um, took away the ability of the health department um, to um, institute mandates that were more than 30 days without having the legislature pass any further laws. Um, subsequent to that, we had one um, um, of the things were launched in late December of 20. 20 and then into 21, um, the uh, various agencies and various, uh, especially health agencies um, and other businesses started um, 
mandating that people, if they wanted to keep their job, if they wanted to go into a hospital, if they wanted to have a medical procedure um, and so on, that they were required to have everybody vaccinated as well. And, you know, the federal government required all health employees to have, you know, have uh, vaccinated. So anybody who received federal funds, so all hospitals, clinics, um, you know, first responders, everybody was uh, subject to all of that. So there was a lot of incentive to uh, to try to get around all those mandates. Um, was, correct. I, okay, so I'm reading uh, Kurt Muller from the Department of Health and Human Services said in a statement to the Post, quote, by allegedly falsifying vaccine cards and administering saline to children instead of vaccines, not only did this provider endanger the health and well-being of a vulnerable population, but also undermine public trust and integrity of federal health care programs, public trust that and the integrity of federal programs. That's a really interesting statement in, yeah. in this free country. You know, think about, okay, so... Everyone that you did this to, they knew that they were, <laughs> they, they knew what they were doing. They wanted what they were getting from you. So uh, I don't know. What's your take on that statement? Well, I think it's an interesting way to kind of flip the script um, in that, you know, if you look at the national polls on uh, public trust in federal uh, agencies and in our, even just in our federal government, um, I think we have a uh, under 10% approval of our Congress right now. Um, the numbers and data, I believe, out of there was an, a study in Iowa that was even a, probably more than a year ago, which showed that the public trust in just vaccines in general, not even talking about COVID, but as a subsequent result of the COVID mandates, that it used to be, you know, eight to 10% of the population. Um, was, you know, kind of hesitant, if you want to use that term. And now that number is well in excess of 30%. So it has nothing to do with what I was providing and what I may or may not have done. Um, But it's the, you know, the the public trust was eroded um, with the demands and the requirements that the government was putting on people. Look, the issue is if you have a product that you like, whether it's a hair product or lipstick or a sweater or a car, um, if you have a product that everybody wants, they're going to go out and get it. That's our society. That's our human nature. You're going to work hard. You'll save money if it's expensive. If it's not expensive, then you'll stand in line to get it because it's free. But if it's a really, really good product, then you are going to have people just clamoring at the door to try to get it. Um, if you have to mandate people, if you are bribing them with cheeseburgers and French fries um, or lottery tickets or candy bars, ice cream or whatever, then you know that your product stinks. Um, and, you know, if you're making that happen, then who's the one that's eroding the trust in a product or who's eroding the trust in a service that's being provided? Right. Right. So devil's advocate, though, I mean, these people who are pro-vaccine are saying that everyone needs to get it for it to really work, right? The people yeah. who don't get it. Get what? Get COVID or get the vaccine? Get the 
<laughs> well, isn't uh, and the data now shows that I think ninety two percent of the cases of people that are getting COVID are the ones that are double and triple, vaccinated. and the ones that get it more frequently than not are the ones that have been multiply. So the triple, quadruple patients that are out there are the ones that are getting it more frequently. So yeah, you you tell me. That's the data, and that and that's to me that's what I follow. I follow the science. You know, unlike what other doctors are saying, unlike what the CDC was saying, unlike what Dr. Fauci was saying, um, you know, I'm not the science, but I read the science and I listen to it um, and I follow the science. The science now tells us that these are, you know, that that the COVID-19s are a failure um, and and it will prove to be a failure. And it, and it just it's not a safe product to be giving to human beings. Look, here's, you know, Ivory. um We've had 110 years of trying to find a cure for cancer. We've had 40 years of trying to find a cure for AIDS. And in that process, the cure has been to try to use means in a means to try to attempt that or to try to reach that goal. So in 40 years, we haven't been able to get a vaccine for AIDS. In 110 years, we haven't been able to get a vaccine for cancer. Um, and we're supposed to believe that in less than 12 months, we have a vaccine against a virus that has been a common cold virus, um, coronavirus, um, that has been with us for centuries. And we supposedly solved the issue by using a novel technology against something that we haven't been able to solve and have never been able to solve in the history of humanity. Obviously, a little annoying to have some of those words bleeped out. We have to do that for those of you who don't remember, because YouTube has bots that track everything that we talk about on YouTube. And if we are talking about things, certain things in the pandemic, YouTube's bots flag that content for human review. A human will watch it, see that I'm not following the government narrative with this video, and they will delete this video, give me a strike, and possibly delete my whole page. That's why so many of us independent journalists have been deleted from YouTube. So that's why I have to bleep out certain words. Okay. On unified.tv, nothing is bleeped out. It is uncensored. I have the entire raw interview with Dr. Kirk Moore. It is worth watching. This is a courageous man. Link down in the description to see that whole thing. Now I want to show you a little bit of Jody O'Malley, a uh, federal HHS nurse, uh, her whistleblowing story. Now she blew the whistle with Project Veritas shortly after I did. She has an update since blowing the whistle. Now, if you'll recall, she was exposing how the government was covering up all the medical malfeasance happening inside this federal hospital. Uh, so they, and, and they would purposely not document bad reactions. So I'm giving, giving you a little bit of her interview here. Please go to Unified for the whole interview with Jody O'Malley. I, I don't know when you hear about bad reactions, we all kind of wonder how prevalent are these bad reactions to the- we know, I mean, most Americans have had the vaccine now, and most people are doing fine. But what's your take on, on how many are not doing fine? It's hard to tell. I would say millions of people are not doing fine. Um, we know that this vaccine, it's not a normal vaccine where it gets 
injected into your arm. And then if you come in contact with the virus in the, in the wild, that, you know, it goes into your, you know, like immune system and then it fights it and it brings out your antibody fighters. This, this MRI technology goes into our circulation and there is evidence that it crosses the blood brain barrier. So that's huge. We never want things to cross the blood brain barrier. And that is why you're having all different types of symptoms all throughout the body, right? Because it goes into your blood circulation. So if it settles in your heart, you can have myocarditis, pericarditis, right? Congestive heart failure. If it goes into your kidneys, you can have issues with your blood pressure. If it goes into your ovaries, can have issues, you know, with your fertility. If it goes into your blood or your brain, can have issues with neurological symptoms. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking, this affects the entire body. The entire body, it could affect. And the more that people get in it lowers their immune system to fight it. And that's why you're seeing um, reports of cancers, you know, maybe even people that, you know, have been on, you know, remission for years. Now, all of a sudden they're having cancer and it's all throughout their body and it's metastasized everywhere. And they're stage four or women with their fertility issues or menstrual cycles. Right. Right. And so that's why it was so important for us to document that data. But because it became political, you know, um, you know, people just didn't even want to to um, have the discussion. And it was sad. I mean, I remember a time and this happened several times because I was a preceptor on the floor as well. So if we had a new nurse come in. Um, that that had experience, I they would pair the, her up with me or him up with me, and then I would um, be their preceptor. And I remember one time we had a woman come in, and she was like, "I can't feel my face, all on this side. I can't feel it." And um, I'm standing there, just you know, standing back, letting the doctor and the nurse do their assessment, and they go through the whole assessment. And I said to them. Or I said to the patient, I, no, I said to them, I go, are you guys done? And they said, yes. And then I asked the patient, are you with COVID? And she's like, yeah, I just got my second or my yesterday. And, and right. And then they looked at me and they're like, oh, so then they continue their assessment. And we walk out of the room and the doctor was like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed that. And I said, well, there's a reason why you missed it is because people aren't looking for it, right? So we have to look. I mean, I would tell people we're in like stage three clinical trials here and nobody is gathering the data. 